0: The sun is shining, the birds are singing, it's stay from Real, and thanks so much for joining me on the podcast once again. On the Property Pulse podcast, we hope to bring you helpful hints and tips that help you make and save tens of thousands of dollars, we bring you ideas from the industry leaders and bring you the advice that we are sure will keep you in good stead on your real estate journey. And today we're talking about why no signboard is no big deal in 2021. Over 70% of properties that I've sold in 2021 have not had a signboard at all. This is startling as 20 years ago for sale signboard was very much the cornerstone of the marketing collateral. So why has this changed? Well, it's actually easy to ask why we used signboards back then in the first place and why and when we deploy them now. See, in the early days of my career, our marketing collateral consisted of, well, one, a for sale board, two, usually a Kodak printed photograph glued to the back of a piece of paper, which we'd call a brochure, three, a, a three-line ad in the local uh, messenger or the local paper that circulated in the area, remember those, and four, a window card. the office window and that was basically it. In retail sales you'd call all of these elements point of sale material. Pre-internet a for sale sign was one of the few physical signs of evidence that the property was actually on the market. To receive my handcrafted brochure the buyer would need to either attend the open inspection or pop into the office during the course of the week. The only way the buyer would have found out about the open inspection in the first place is if, one, they'd read it in the local paper, two, attended the office during the week to pick up an open list and maybe one of my brochures, three, noticed the for sale sign board and then referred to the agent, i.e. called the number on this for sale board to see if that home was still on the market, or four, stumbled across the open for inspection directional signs on the way to another property. Now, you can see why it was called house hunting, can't you? It was actually difficult to find a property on the market, even more so if trying to do this from interstate, and even more so if there was no for sale signboard. But since the advent of the internet, where and how buyers find properties has certainly shifted. The game changed forever when smartphones brought super fast internet into the hands and pockets of everyday people. Now, in a matter of moments, a buyer can search every home for sale in any given area. Once they locate a listing they like, their phones tell them where it is, how to get there, how long it will take to get there, when the home will be open for inspection, how much the home sold for last time, and far better photos and information than anyone could have ever gleaned from my handcrafted brochure of many years ago. Marketing a property has shifted from almost exclusively point of sale material that can reach and to mass marketing that can reach you in milliseconds wherever you may be anywhere on the planet this fundamental shift has occurred imperceptibly over time to a point whereby the point of sale material is very very secondary and in many cases now largely redundant for instance during the lockdown of 12 months ago we were advised not to physically hand out brochures to buyers at the door and so I would instead leave them inside the home uh, along with the letter of offer forms and all the other associated uh, information that people may want. Um, And that way people could just collect it for themselves if they were sensitive about being handed something by me. Whereas I used to provide a buyer with a brochure on entry as a matter of habit, I quickly learned that in the digital age, a surprisingly small number of buyers actually want a brochure after all. All the information on the brochure and more is sitting in their pockets, accessible in moments and at their convenience. It is also fair to assume that most buyers that attend and open are not going to be interested enough to make an offer to buy that property, in which case... The brochure simply finds itself in the footwell of the car on the way to the wheelie bin. The trend away from for-sale boards has been consumer-led, not really agent-led. Most agents love to erect as big a signboard as the council and you will let them install in your front yard, as many agents still believe that signboard activity in an area generates more home seller inquiries for them. And, well, there may be some truth to that, but in The same way that buyers find homes in vastly different ways to 25 years ago, home sellers also find agents via very different means than a quarter of a century ago. No longer are home sellers driving around their suburb to seek out the active agents. They are simply surveying market activity from the comfort of their smartphones and discovering agents via social media and other means. Buyers no longer need to see a seven-foot signboard out the front to understand that a home is for sale, though there are some exceptions. So when do I recommend a for sale board in 2021? Well, one, whenever a listing is in an area where the buying public are predominantly English second language. The reason for this is that many of those buyers are relying on friends and family to search for potential homes to buy for them. They're not accessing the information themselves and in many cases they're relying on children to assist them with searching online. English second language buyers also have a propensity to arrive at open inspections early and so if they arrive at a home early uh, where there is no physical evidence that the home is for sale, they are more likely to assume the home is sold and maybe or maybe that they're just simply in the wrong place. Two, high profile locations. I often recommend for clients that have a home on main roads and busy locations or places near schools or local shops to have a signboard. They are great places for signboards, although one must accept that signboard fatigue affects these listings more quickly. In other words, if the property doesn't sell in a timely fashion, it looks bad for the listing and well, bad for the agent. The rationale behind having a signboard in a busy location is that in some cases you may trigger a buyer into entering consideration mode simply because of where a property may be located. This is one of the few occasions where a sign can quickly mature a secondary buyer or even someone who's not even looking to buy into primary buying mode very quickly. The third time to- the, the third um, time that I would recommend a potential vendor to deploy a signboard is when they're in a rural or a regional area. In many cases, the for sale board delineates exactly which property is for sale. And on many rural properties, that may not be otherwise easy to distinguish, especially if the internet in that area is not good and other reference points aren't immediately obvious. Uh, Four, um, when the vendor wants one. Of course, there seems to have always been a preference for the majority of home sellers to do without a signboard if they could. For years, I've released properties to the market without a price and without a signboard. If the property is still on the market after a week or so, then we'll then consider installing a signboard. Now that the market is so hot, the percentage of properties selling in the early days of the campaign has never been higher. The fact of the matter is that we are simply not getting to that stage of needing to put up a signboard as often as we used to. There are those vendors who still though have a preference to have a signboard and in many cases this is because they had done so before successfully or that they simply want to cover all the bases to ensure that they're not having that not having a signboard isn't the reason the home doesn't sell. But these vendors are fewer and further in between and more and more people happily forgo a for sale signboard on their front lawn. Directional signboards are open for inspection signs that you may see out on street corners on the weekend are experiencing a similar fate but a slower death as all the real estate agent apps now have a maps function and direct people on GPS as to how to get to the home. And with buyers being so abundant right now, the reality is that the really the last thing that you need is a neighbour or a tire kicker passing by, seeing an open board and upsetting the apple cart at your open inspection. Of the six properties I have open for inspection this weekend, none have for sale boards. So when driving through your area, if you're noticing less homes on the market, that is because one, the market is trading at about 35% of the traditional listings activity, and two, an increasing number of homes on the market don't have signboards. And so that is why it is no big deal to have no sign in 2021. Further to this episode, and just some thoughts on this particular subject that I share with potential home sellers, is that um, you've also got to speak to your agent about uh, what plays to their strengths as a negotiator. And for instance, I like to release a property to the market without a sign and without a price. And so if a buyer walks into a property and says to me, well, what do they want? How much do they want? I say, well, uh, have you been looking for a home for long? Normally, they report to me they've been looking for six to eight weeks. Great. Have you been to the bank? They normally say yes. And is there a figure you're trying to stay under in terms of what you'd like to spend on your next home? Now, that's exactly the same question as how much have you got to spend, but people don't like to answer that. But I certainly sound more helpful when I ask them, how much are you trying to spend under? Now, most people will give me a figure or a thereabouts figure, and I'd say to them, and let's say in this case, that figure is 700,000. I would say to them, well, look, if 700 wasn't enough to buy it and you needed to stretch another 20 or 30 in order to make it yours, do you have the potential to do that? Now, that often gives the purchaser pause for thought. Um, In some cases, they just simply can't go any further. The finances don't stretch to that, and 700 is genuinely their limit. In other cases, they're maybe not sharing with me all of the information and do have a little bit left in the back pocket to spend. If they need to and at that point they'll share that with me Um, but perhaps they won't and they'll say well do I have to spend more than 700 or what offers do you have on the home to which I would say something along the lines of it doesn't much matter what other offers I've got on the market nor does it really matter what's acceptable to the vendor my fear for you is this at this very early stage we've released the property to the market we haven't applied a price and this is our very first open inspection. We haven't even put a signboard out the front. My fear for you as a buyer is that the vendors could say to me, look, Dave, let's get serious about this. Let's put a sign out the front, let's do another open inspection, and let's get the price out there that's going to sell the home. Now, in which case, I don't know if 700 is going to be enough to buy it. That's why I ask. If you did need to stretch that extra 20 or 30 or 40 to make it yours, Can you do it? Do you have the capacity to do it? And if you do, you might just have to if you want to make it yours sooner rather than later. This episode of the Property Pulse Podcast was brought to you by the Diamondback Fighting Championship. DFC 12 will be coming to the Adelaide Oval in July. So stay tuned to dates to be announced as some of the best MMA fighters from around the country will descend upon Adelaide and the Octagon there at the McGarry Room at the Adelaide Oval to entertain a crowd of over 1800 people. This will be a massive event and one we're proudly associated with. We'll look forward to seeing you at DFC 12. Stay tuned for dates. And in the meantime, jump onto diamondbackfc.com.au to pre-register for tickets now. Thanks again for tuning into the Property Pulse podcast and we'll look forward to bringing you more next time.